Hello, everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh, and today I'm talking about Burn For Me by Alona Andrews. So let's investigate the magic of books. This was a pretty fun book. It was very exciting, really kept me going, pretty fast-paced. This is our uh, the second series, at least on this podcast, that I'm reading by Alona Andrews. And if you don't remember, they are a great husband and wife team. They do a lot of, they write together, and then they publish it out. This is one of their three main series, I'd say. They've got the uh, Burn For Me series, they have the Kate Daniel series, and they also have the Innkeepers, and they might have another one. I'm not uh, looking it up or an export on it right now, but I enjoy their writing. It's fun. I think they have a great kind of dynamic with their characters. They, I, I enjoy their books a lot. So, But first, I do want to say, just please ignore the cover of this book. Pretend that it doesn't have a cover. Pretend that the cover's just better in your mind. I don't know why they always have they have bad covers. I, some of their covers are not the worst. Their Kate Daniels series are okay. The Innkeeper series are okay. These ones are like the iffier ones of okay, right? They they just project that, that urban fantasy tone of this is going to get super sexy and that's all the book is about and like that's totally not what the book is about now it does play a little bit of a heavier tone here in this book which not really spoiling anything because based on the cover looks pretty like that right so but that is not that is not what the uh the point of the book is is not the romance it's just a nice side benefit that they they do pretty well i think so again yeah, I enjoyed it. I th- I think her their characters are well done. I feel like their characters are very real, and I think that part is part of it because they come from a husband and wife team, and so they're able to draw each other's experiences. I don't. I'm not saying that the wife only writes the girl parts and the guy writes the guy parts. I'm just saying that having access to both a guy and a girl who are doing the writing is going to open up a lot of different ways for the characters to grow and make it feel more real on both sides of the equation no matter who's writing it so i really like that i love i've always loved the characters i think they're a lot of fun i think the plot in this book is pretty self-contained but and at the same time not so it leads you to being able to expect more while being still a fully contained story which i love i dislike it sometimes when a book is hey this is the last you know we read one two three or you read the book and then the last page is like, oh, now there's this super thing. And now you're like, oh, great. Now I have to read the next one because it just leaves me on such a cliffhanger. Like, I know that's good. And the, the author wants you to keep reading the next book and that I want to read the next book. So again, I'm not really digging on that. I'm just saying I like it when you could read one and take a little break if you wanted. Or that it's not immediately you you have to read the next book because nothing really happened to this one. It was just a, a holdover to get you to the next one. So, and, you know, that's good. I, that's the emotional atmosphere of this book I thought was pretty primed pretty well like the setting uh, takes place in Houston trust me not a spoiler happens in the first couple pages so I'm not giving anything away here but I like their the empathetic relations they have like that you can feel like everybody can feel not everybody is just like a sociopath against each other uh, the way sometimes it turns out or they have no feelings like you can really feel the emotions of the people in the book and they act on it in the way that you think they would act on it. So, you know, I like that part of it a lot. I like that this is a little bit of a softer magic system uh, that works really well. You know, we learn certain things about it, but we don't know everything. And, you know, I really enjoyed it. So I think we're just going to have to talk about spoilers. So let's uh, let's get into the spoilers. Uh, let's talk about our plot really quick. Our plot is that our detective slash, you know, she's 
she's more of a private investigator, you know, a, a uh, finds your cheating spouse, investigates things, finds missing people, repost stuff kind of person. She, Nevada Baylor is our main character. Her family and her firm is contracted to find a man, Adam Pierce, by her owners, House Montgomery, uh, the owners of her business because they had to mortgage it for debt, you know, and it's just Montgomery's ploy saying, oh yeah, we know that you guys are going to do your best. Um, that you won't happen, but we'll have done our due diligence. And so we won't get blamed by the house Montgomery, because in this world, there are houses of people who have raised up and they have the strongest of the strongest magic. And so in this world, you are not always divided, but like if you have magic, then you're going to be one of five levels. You're going from least to most. It's minor, average, notable, significant, and prime. And when you have a prime, they are the elite of the elite. They're incredibly powerful, incredibly dangerous. These are the ones who, you know, can destroy cities if they're not care, you know, if they let it get away, you know, it's interesting. So, so she is tasked as a non-magic user to her employees, but she feels like she has more of a minor slash average ability where she can tell if people are lying um you know always knows that so that's nice um she's tasked to kidnap or not kidnap to bring back this prime a pyrokinetic so a flame user prime you can tell it's not going to go well so she finds adam he flirts and leaves and then she's kidnapped by mad rogan and he tries to get some information out of her she denies him and then later, Rogan and Nevada team up to stop Adam because they learn that there is an amplification artifact, which I had a couple questions on that we're going to try and get to a little later. But back together, which he would then use to destroy Houston. They stop him. Nevada stops Rogan from then also destroying Houston. And that's the end of the book. So it's a short plot. It's pretty simple. It's got a lot of those little tropes. It's it's the enemies to lovers trope. Well, hopefully, you know, they're not lovers by the end of the book. But like, that's kind of a thing with Kate Daniel, with uh, this author pair. They always kind of start a little bit antagonistic towards each other which is fine i love it i love it so much so one of my favorites so they can do it all day every day it just i'll keep reading it and it's super hard not to get invested in a girl who's trying to protect her family and do what's right and always you know take care of people so you know it's just super fun so let's uh, let's talk about some things let's talk about nevada nevada baylor it turns out we learn that she's a truth seeker and that she actually has a second component to her magic. She has the ability to compel people to tell the truth and to answer questions, which she actually uses on Connor, you know, Mad Rogan, which is pretty impressive. So I think she might be a secretly more than just a minor slash average power. I think she might be significant slash prime because, you know, truth seeker is super rare, supposedly, but also she's able to capture even Mad Rogan with this ability for a little bit, you know, and capture others and deny him when he's trying to get information out of her. So I think her ability might be a little bit higher than she thinks it is. So I'm excited. But I love her character, the way she... She's like, she knows that she wants to be with Mad Rogan because he's very charismatic. He's very personable, handsome, sexy, all that stuff, right? But she is willing to say, no, I know who you really are. You're cold. You don't do things for the reasons that you should. And I, I don't want to love you and I can't love you. And so she tries to stay away from him. And obviously, they're working together and it's not working 100%. But like, you can see, I love her determination and her drive to be like, no, I'm not just going to fall in love with you because you're rich and you're powerful like everybody else does. I want to fall in love for love. And I want, and I know you think you love me, but do you really? Do you even know what love is? Like, I just, these good questions. I love, I love that. You know, we see her guilt at actually killing people, that this is the first time she's killed somebody. And yes, she knows it was a life and death. 
death, but that's still hard to reconcile. A lot of fun. A lot of good character work here for this for Nevada. She's growing. I'm excited to see where this goes in the next one. Connor Mad Rogan. He, you know, sometimes he seems like a really like a true sociopath in that he doesn't seem to care how much, you know, but how much of him is really pretend because we get a little bit of a uh, point of view from him at the end very end and it's like oh he did care about this kid he was trying to find before they brought him in to find him you know in the very beginning like he tried to offer him a scholarship he tried to help him out but he was rejected and he didn't realize it but you know this was kind of part of the start of this whole thing and he talks about how he hates certain things that the army does even though he went to the army and he was you know glad to kill people but it's like you know he is a prime his whole life's kind of been dictated out for him. Yeah, him wanting to go kill people maybe is not the healthiest, but I think it's a potentially understandable thing. He did leave the army as soon as he could because he was tired of just being the killer. So I don't know. I think he is pretending to be a little bit too too cold. So we'll see. But I'm, I'm just like, he really, really wants to get with Nevada because, you know, she's able to, like, major spoiler for the book, but you should know it if you've read it. Like, he does protect his whole, she does help him stop his super magic from destroying the whole city, which is something that nobody had ever, he'd never been able to stop on his own before. So, like, he really loves her, or at least he seems to really like her. We'll see if it's love. I don't know. I'm really kind of interested to see. You know, we get our Adam Pierce. He's just kind of the playboy. I uh, do what I want. I'm just in control. And it's so funny, like the as these rich people, they just it's they she throws around that they have no concept of like money or how things like truly work. That like you have your one nice suit that you wear for these occasions, and you have your other nice suit that you wear for these occasions, and you have everything else that you wear. And the mom is like, Oh, he has to have money, even though he's on the run. Like, if he doesn't have money, he'll be poor. And I know it's just a gross over like simplification and blah, but like it's so funny when she's like, he needs this nine thousand dollars, you know, a week to survive. What else is he gonna do? He can't, he can't not have this. And it's just fun to see this and their their interactions. I think they all work well and they make a fun story together. I will say that there is a little bit more of the sexy talk and the. Uh, that kind of thing that I am really used to in their books and that I generally like. Now, it wasn't enough to be like, oh, put this down. This is getting too, you know, excited for me, you know. Uh, there's just a little bit more of descriptions in uh, the way they talk about certain things and in certain scenes. So, while it wasn't, like, my favorite, it did not ruin the book for me at all. I loved when Nevada takes Rogan to the pit and she's just like okay listen just follow my lead don't do anything bad these people are crazy like I know you're prime and super powerful but like don't mess this up for me and so they go in and the first thing you know they get they have to go meet a guy named Peaches who's crazy and you know taking over his area and she's like okay now remember like we do this and he's like I'm gonna mess you guys up and then Rogan's just like, hey, you know what? You're totally right. And then he just like throws him into the lake and then like drops a building on him, which was pretty funny when I read about it. But it's like, um, that's not a healthy response to like any kind of stimulus. Like, you know, maybe just tone that down a little bit. And then she goes and visits Bug, who's a swarmer, which is a very interesting, you know, thing in and of itself. But she's like, if you kill Bug, I will never forgive you and you will go down. Like, I won't stop. So it was just funny. And then he recruits him. And whether he recruits him because he actually cares or he recruits him because he just wants his loyalty and his, his position, you know, who knows. And just another super funny scene at the very and when the Rogan and Nevada have stopped Pierce and they're both kind of recovering from their magic draining and he's like Rogan comes over and he starts beating up on Adam he's like Adam are you okay everything good you know who you are 
He's like, yeah, I think I'm Adam and I'm doing fine. And then he starts beating him up and he's like, you stupid. You don't abuse your magic. You don't scare civilians. You don't try to destroy the world. Like, it's just so funny. So he's beating him up and then Nevada comes over. And she's like, Rogan, Rogan, stop. I have to bring him in. I have to bring him in alive and like, you know, not too damaged. And then he walks over and then she starts kicking him and it's like, you stupid. You, you attacked my family. You used kids to drop a bomb under my car, like this car. Like, what are you going to learn? Like, grow up. And then, you know, Rogan's in the background laughing. It was just super funny. The whole like, you know, no, it's my it's my turn to beat him up, not your turn to beat him up. Like, get out of here. So, um, you know, and then we learn at the very end that, like, the sister-in-law of Rogan had this plan with whoever she's working with for him to destroy the city if Pierce failed. And Pierce would obviously destroy it if, if uh, nobody had stopped him. But, like, just the hate. Like, why does she hate him so bad? Like, who's this group? I'm super excited to see what's coming next. I really enjoyed this. I'm going to keep reading. Um, from what it looks like, it looks like this the, This is the Hidden Legacy series. So they are the first three books books are with Nevada and then the next three books go with her sister Catalina so we'll see what happens I'm very excited to see this like I said I really love the uh, enemies to lovers and that's kind of what this book is so if you enjoy that you know please come and read this with me for sure but I think that's everything I'm going to have to say about burn for me so thanks for listening everybody and thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music you know if you have any comments please send those to libromancypod at gmail.com please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and if you ever feel so inclined you can visit uh me at patreon.com slash leapromancy and remember to investigate the magic of books.